Hi, I'm Jason Wachab, founder and CEO of MindBuddyGreen, the best-selling author of Wealth, and your host for the MindBuddyGreen podcast, where I'll be bringing you deep and insightful dialogues with some of the greatest minds in wellness. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends and family. And don't forget to visit us at MindBuddyGreen.com for your daily dose of wellness. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. This episode is sponsored by Mind Body Green Classes and Trainings, where you can learn from world-class experts from the comfort of your own home. The Mind Body Green Class Library has educational programs you can't find anywhere else. From yoga and meditation to nutrition and personal growth, our classes have something for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a wellness warrior, Mind Body Green classes will take you further on your wellness journey. You can find our classes at mindbodygreen.com/classes. That's mindbodygreen.com slash classes. Enter the promo code podcast on checkout to receive 15% off your next purchase. Kelly Levesque is a certified holistic nutritionist, wellness expert, health coach, and author of the best-selling book that has everyone talking right now, Body Love. Live in balance, weigh what you want, and free yourself from food drama forever. She's worked with well-known names like Jessica Alba, Evan Peters, Eve Hewson, and more. In addition, Kelly is the host of Mind Body Green's nutrition training program, which everyone here is super excited about. Kelly, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jason. It's great to be here. Congratulations on Body Love. It's the book that everyone's talking about. Oh, thanks. I'm really excited. It's finally here. With the best shrimp taco recipe ever, but we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> So let's start. You have an amazing personal story. You, you talk about that from pharmaceutical sales or medical sales to nutritionist. Sure. Um, so I've always loved health and nutrition, probably since I was a freshman in high school. Um, but when I went to college at USC, my parents a little bit discouraged me in becoming an RD for my job. Um, they were they were really excited about me doing cancer and genetics or pharma sales because my dad said, I'm cutting you off the day you graduate. <laughs> so you're gonna have to figure it out. Um, and he wanted he was a bit he was a business major at USC and I'm the first daughter of three girls and I, I'm a daddy's girl. So I was like, yeah, I'll go to USC for business school and do um, you know basically the science side of things from a business perspective. Um, so yeah, I worked for Johnson and Johnson. I worked for Stryker. And then the last six years of my eight year career in medical, I was in cancer and genetics. So I was educating oncologists on how to use genes, um, and gene testing to treat patients. So instead of throwing three chemotherapy agents at someone, we could look at the genes from the tumor, specifically what was turned on, what was feeding the tumor, and then they could pick targeted therapy. So really the future of oncology and um, and medicine in chemotherapy. It was a, definitely a sad career, but um, because you're seeing people who are fighting cancer every day, but also made me pretty resilient. Um, and it also made me think about like really what I wanted to do. Uh, I was always that girl talking to friends at a party, like, hey, what are you eating? <laughs> what supplements are you taking? And what are you doing? You know, have you read this study or that? And the cool part about that career is that every single day I was in PubMed research. I was reading the studies and I could understand 
understand a significant p-value. I could determine something if a study was correlation versus causation, which I think is really important. Um, and so then I just started mining the research myself. <laughs> so I'd look at nutrition studies instead of looking at blogs, no offense. Um, <laughs> I would go to the primary source of nutrition and try to make decisions for myself around what I thought was healthy and not healthy. And um, I finally had one of my best friends in 2012 Angela, she's like, I'm so annoyed. You got to stop talking about this stuff for like, make it your job. <laughs> so I decided to go back to school. Um, and I started Be Well by Kelly as a side hustle. So I got my health coaching degree, ended up going back to UCLA and UC Berkeley for my pre-med science and nutrition courses. Um, and yeah, I mean, my side hustle kind of started to take off. Uh, I was seeing people on the weekends, at nights, on my lunch breaks. So I'd be in a surgery at Cedar sinai in scrubs, run to the coffee bean across the street, go into the bathroom, ditch my scrubs, put on jeans, heels, a blazer, meet with a nutrition like client, go back into the bathroom when they left, put on my scrubs, <laughs> head back to the OR. So it was a little bit crazy there for a while. I had this side hustle for three years before I took my wow. company full time. And so when was there a moment during this time you're like, okay, like I think this side hustle can become full-time hustle. Yeah. Um, well, I started to get a couple of celebrity clients. Um, I started to get some uh, movie contracts. So I worked with the guys getting ready for X-Men. So Evan Peters and Ben Hardy. How do you I, get ready for X-Men? Well, it was funny <laughs> because, um, I, you know, we're paired in a team. I'm working with their trainer. I'm their nutritionist. Um, one of the guys had to lose a little bit of muscle mass. One of the guys had to kind of gain some muscle and lose some fat so it's fun because there are different plans and programs depending on your goals and depending on what the workouts look like so I mean I just love that stuff it's like it's it's a project and there's a deadline and there's a goal and there it's a lot of fun and so and so well I have a lot of questions but so in this so you mentioned you started picking up clients uh you have a sort of funny story about one of those clients Jessica Alba who wrote the foreword for your amazing book tell us about how that relationship began yeah um so I said yes to a lot of things um when I was first starting right it's going to influencer events um and kind of known by the PR companies once you start going to influencer events they want you know people to come and take Instagrams and share um, but I was actually called by this event planning company that was launching Honest at Target so Honest products at mm -hmm. Target and it was a preview with press and they said hey we would really love uh for you to come to this party and sit by the food, but in a little furniture vignette, and all the bloggers will come up and ask you questions about nutrition, and you can give them 15, 20-minute health coaching sessions. It's like, great, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so I got all dolled up, and I went to the party, and I sat in this little chair to the side of the buffet, waiting for people to come sit in my other chair to answer questions, and they all just walked by and looked at me funny. Like, what is this girl doing, pointing? Like, this is not very clear. No one knows why I'm here. So I started to stand up by the food and answer questions about what the microgreens were and what the sauces were. Because I had worked with the caterer to put together what I call the Fab Four buffet. <laughs> so there was protein and fat and fiber and greens, and I wanted people to know how to use that. And then they thought I was with the caterer. They're like, oh, can I get a card? I'd love for you guys to, <laughs> I'd love for you to cater my next party. 
no, I'm not the caterer. You're like, no, this isn't a new business for me. Yeah. Like, come on, people. I just want to talk about your nutrition. Uh, so I just kind of gave up, and I sat in the furniture vignette, and Jessica Alba's new um, makeup artist came and sat. She's like, do you mind if I sit in this chair next to you? I'm like, I would love that. <laughs> um, we got to talking. She ended up dealing with a little bit of inflammation in her hands, um, and she thought it was maybe arthritis from doing makeup. But I was like, I, maybe you should get some food allergies uh, tests done. We could do, like, Cyrex labs, um, maybe look at, like, what the inflammatory things are in your diet, maybe eliminate, do an elimination diet. Um, there's a lot of things we could do. And she kind of, it piqued her interest, and she invited me to her house. I scheduled an appointment with her, and I came to her house the next week. And then about two months later, I got an email introduction to Jessica Alba, and she was like, this is it, my soul sister. We've known each other since junior high, and... Um, and Jess wants to meet with you. And then I met with Jessica, and she was amazing and lovely. And then a week later, I was meeting with Kathy and Mark, her parents. I was meeting with Cash. I was meeting with her assistant, Tracy. She just brings you right in. She's a really loyal like friend and a hustler. And I think about that. Had I not said yes to sitting in a little furniture vignette, at an influencer party, I never would have met her. Um, so I think sure. you put that positivity out there and you say yes to things and you commit to things and you don't always think, what am I going to get out of this? It's really just a chance to connect and help. And I think if you have that mentality, I think good karma rolls around. Well, yeah, I think it's the right attitude. You got to get out there. You got to say yes. You got to go to the things that no one wants to go to. It's the only way to, and something will eventually come of it. I think most people, a lot of people say like, no, I don't want to do that. Or like, eh, I'm not getting paid. You know, you just got to get out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I think people don't realize like my, my first half a dozen clients, I was not paid for a single one of them. I was just like, please let me help you. I'll show you it'll work. We'll get before and after pictures or I'll help you get ready for your wedding or I can fix that acne or whatever. And then when it works, those five people or six people walk out and tell their friends. And then eventually you don't have to worry about the flow of clients. Well, it's smart. You have to demonstrate value first. For sure. So something you talked about, it's a cornerstone of your book, which I love, the Fab Four. Mm -hmm. Talk to people about the Fab Four. Yeah, so the Fab Four is protein, fat, fiber, and greens. Um, And these are what your cells need to proliferate. It's what your gut microbiome or the bacteria in your gut needs to proliferate as well. So when it comes to protein, your body needs a certain amount of protein. um, That's essential amino acids, if you will, um, that synthesize collagen in your body, heal tissues, heal, like, um, you know, know, keep muscle tone, uh, fat. I mean, you need that for to absorb fat soluble vitamins. You need that for hormones. It's really great at sati- like creating satiety when you eat. So those people that have, you know, steamed broccoli and chicken, they're not going to feel as full as if you were to add pesto to that or mm-hmm. a good olive oil or something like that. And then um, fiber and greens is all your veggies. And then the leafy greens specifically um, contain a sulfur-based sugar that feeds probiotic bacteria. So I'm looking for things that have phytochemicals and phytonutrients. I think what a lot of people f- um, do is they read a diet book and there's a PDF of like an eat, right. eat and do not eat list. And I think it can be more simple than that. I think you can have less drama and lighter structure and say, okay, look at your plate. Do you have a, some form of protein, fat, fiber, grains? Is it going to fill you up? Because those four things together modulate and regulate over eight hunger hormones in your body. Whereas if you're just grabbing, for example, a green juice, you know, albeit there's like, um, you know, phytochemicals in that, but there's no fiber, there's no fat, there's no protein. It's not going to turn off the hunger in the same way. It's going to turn to glucose. Your blood sugar is going to spike. It's going to mm-hmm. crash, even if it's all green, because... 
it's, you know, the fiber, it's been pressed through, um, you know, a cold press or whatever, and the fiber is no longer existent. So what wrapped up that glucose for a slow release is now gone. Well, I have a couple of questions after that. So yeah. where do you, so blood sugar and excess insulin, mm-hmm. why is that such a problem? Well, when you look at like the diseases coming down the pipe for Americans, we have prediabetes, we have diabetes, we have heart disease, and all of that starts with hyperinsulinemia, which is excess insulin. And what happens is, is we reach for things that break down to sugar all day long. And so for- Explain that to people, like why that's terrible. Okay, so when you eat carbohydrates, whether it's quinoa or cake or a vegan protein ball that has like dates in it, sure, whatever the, the carbohydrate source is, that breaks down to blood sugar. And blood sugar wants to maintain homeostasis. So a normal range of blood sugar would be somewhere between um, 75 uh, milligrams per deciliter to let's say like 110, the textbooks might say 120 milligrams per deciliter. So your body's always trying to maintain this regulated um, normal range. But um, we want our fasting blood sugar. When you wake up in the morning, if I were to prick you like a diabetic and test your blood sugar, I know I like I like needles. You do that like, to your husband in the morning? Uh, Good morning, Chris. <laughs> he would hate that. Chris is like, don't talk to me. Coffee. He, if I'm not home, he's sneaking donuts. Be bad by Chris. He's he's revolting against me on Instagram. It's the worst. Um, New format. I, Come on out, Chris. No. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. But, no. <laughs> but I love him. Um, yeah, the hubby hurdle I talk about. About that that's a real thing it's like the pizza walks into the room you smell the pepperoni you <laughs> you exit no I'm kidding um, yeah so blood sugar is really interesting because when I would if I were to prick you like a diabetic I'd want your fasting blood sugar to be somewhere between 75 and 85 um, and that's a really good number because that means your blood sugar is on the lower end mm-hmm. of normal and you've had the chance to bring your blood sugar back down and clear insulin. So what happens when you eat something that breaks down to sugar is your blood sugar spikes. So let's say you had a piece of toast. It goes in your mouth, stomach, digests into sugar. I like to picture a mini emoji, like a toast emoji floating in my bloodstream. And then insulin is like a ferry boat. It's going to come pick up that little piece of toast and it's got a dock it somewhere, meaning it's gone into your bloodstream to spike your blood sugar and insulin's going to pick it up and store it in a cell. So it's stored in your liver as glycogen. It's stored in your muscles as glycogen. So remember when you were an athlete and they told you to carbo load, it's exactly what they were doing. You were having toast, putting in your bloodstream, your body was using insulin to pick it up and put it into your muscles. But what happens is we're not as athletic or not. We don't work out as much as we did when we were younger. We're putting sugar into our liver and into our muscles. And those are full and we haven't worked out to dump those muscles. And then we go grab another thing of sugar and then we have nowhere left to store it but fat cells. But what's interesting is insulin has a hard time clearing itself from our bloodstream. So say for example, you had that toast at 6 a.m., your blood sugar might go up and come down on average three hours later by nine, but the insulin can last from 6 a.m. for some people till noon or one or two. And insulin is a fat storage hormone. It shuts down um, glucagon. So insulin and glucagon are two competing hormones. So insulin puts sugar away. Glucagon releases stored sugar to bring blood sugar back up if needed. Glucagon is like a really powerful hormone released from from your pancreas just like insulin. But this one actually brings down bad cholesterol. um, Tells your body to burn fat for fuel. But it can really only do that when we're not having carbs and sugar all day long. And so effectively, if you think about 
someone having toast with breakfast and quinoa at lunch and rice with sushi at dinner, if dinner is at, say, 6 or 7 p.m., you might not be clearing insulin until 2 or 3 in the morning, and then you're up again at 6 having something again. Sure. So we're only getting three hours of time without insulin. And... You know, there are some studies that show like excess insulin in the body and that inability to clear it. Then we have things like insulin resistance and metabolic syndrome. Um, and there are some competing research like is it molecular mimicry? You get the Gundries of the world, mm-hmm. like where there is it casein and gliadin that sits in those insulin receptors and keeps your muscles from sucking up insulin? Or is it chronically elevated insulin? And my whole thing is we can get into the nitty gritty of science, but all the clients that I'm talking to and the girls that I sit down with, um, and you know, they we're in the Mecca of it. We're in it at mind, body green. We're talking about nutrition all day long, but I think a lot of people are like, what, what is blood sugar? <laughs> what are you talking about? Gliadin, casein. I don't even know what those is that are. That feeling you have when you, you yeah. have a high and then crash. Yeah. yeah. So I'm more like, remember when you're craving a brownie and a coffee and a cookie at 3 PM, this is why. So what can we put on our plate to elongate that blood sugar curve to stay full longer? And that's what takes us back to the fab four. Cause if you think about the fab four, Protein and fat aren't breaking down to glucose. Caveat, if you eat way too much protein, it will break down to sugar. But nothing that anyone's eating here. I mean, unless you're at a barbecue place in Texas and you're having... (laughs) So what is too much? I'm curious, like, what is too much? Um, So it kind of depends on the person, but the studies would tell us that it's above, like, 35 grams, 30, 35 grams of protein in one sitting, um, where your body can absorb only so much protein. So what happens next? It can't absorb it. So it doesn't absorb it, and and excess protein is turned to sugar. So it's turned to glucose via gluconeogenesis. Hmm. Um, So that's one of the problems with keto. Like, I'll see people trying to do keto, and they'll sit down and they'll say, like, I've got all the keto books, and I'm a little bit grossed out that maybe I have to eat like 14 pounds of bacon and butter on my steak. But it should be too much fat though too. Like keto is grounded in fat first. That's the thing is they don't realize if you're just grabbing a keto cookbook, it's going to look like a high protein, low carb diet, but you need to have high, high fat, moderate protein, Mm -hmm. non-existent carbohydrates, like green veggies. That's it. So that's one of the mistakes people make when they try to get into keto is they go too high protein and then that excess protein's turning to sugar. It's like two pounds of ribs and yeah. butter on top or something. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. So there's, you know, depending on the client, I'm, you know, we're doing different things. And I think there's really interesting things out there. I'm, I'm aware of all of the other, you know, the lectin situation, the, the lectin situation, yeah, the lectin situation, the keto situation. Like we can, we can sit down and I kind of consider myself more of a consultant. Sure. So I'll talk to the person and, and try to understand my goal is to make something a lifestyle for them and for them to look at keto as a tool, to look at the fab four smoothie as a tool, to look at intermittent fasting as a tool, to look at the bulletproof coffee as a tool. Yeah. Talk to me about all these tools here. Maybe go through them one by one briefly. Start with the lectin situation. I love the, the lectin situation. <laughs> Yeah, so if you've read Plant Plant Paradox, Dr. Gundry talks a lot about lectins and molecular mimicry and how um, uh, what basically a lectin is, is protein. Like, for example, gluten is a lectin inside of wheat, right? And what it can do is it can act like... Um, it can act like tissues uh, in your body and it can also dock into things. Like, there's... Gliadin's another example inside of wheat. They're thinking that gliadin can actually dock into insulin receptors in the cell, making you insulin resistant. And that because these lectins are actually 
like the plant's defense mechanism that it mm-hmm. can make us sick, inflamed, it can cause um, what they call leaky gut or the breakdown of our intestinal permeable, create intestinal permeability. Yeah. And so, so there's a, you know, there's that story where people say, okay, well, if you feel inflamed and you think you have leaky gut and, um, you know, you might have insulin resistance or you might have Hashimoto's, which is when, you know, they're saying that gliadin might have something to do with that, where gliadin looks a lot like your thyroid tissue. And so your body, when you eat a lot of gluten or um, foods that contain gliadin, then all of a sudden you might create an allergy to that and you might attack your own tissues. Then it becomes an autoimmune disease. So lectin specifically, um, people think just might cause intestinal permeability. So some people will say, well, maybe I'll take a break off of lectins and I'll pull nightshades and I'll pull beans and, and I'll pull corn. grains and I'll pull corn. And Corn is like the gluten-free where everyone's like, oh, I'm going gluten-free. And then they have like a bag of tortilla chips. Right. <laughs> tortilla chips, corn, yeah, corn, corn tortilla, tacos, all the things. Yeah. Um, so the, le- the lectins is interesting. And I think that kind of goes down the line of like um, maybe an elimination diet, which we talk about in the sure. nutrition program that we're yep. coming out with yep. um, is how to do an elimination diet and what are the things that we could eliminate that the high food allergies that we might see on Cyrex food labs um, because it's really expensive to get that test done. It's like $800. So if you can say, if you can tough out, Hey, cutting out all the things that might be on that food allergy list and introducing them one by one, then you can find out what really maybe causing causes an issue for you. Mm-hmm. And lectins are one of those things we can pull. Um, so that's kind of one caveat if someone wants to do an elimination and figure out what's going wrong with going on that might not be working for them. Um, next is like keto. Mm -hmm. I'll use keto occasionally with a client who has really high cravings for sugar. Or if someone comes to me and is like, I need to be on a red carpet in 12 days. Like, okay, well... We can use intermittent fasting. We can use keto. And keto is really good at killing hunger. Like, I think emotionally we like to eat we're humans eating is fun sure so um keto if you have enough fat uh and you pull out the carbohydrates i find that people's appetites really decrease Mm -hmm. but they're still nourished with good food and it's a really it's a muscle sparing fat loss when you get into ketosis but the key is to test like you want to use a ketometer which is like a glucometer you prick yourself you test your blood you're looking for um, ketones in the blood. You can use um, a breathalyzer. They have a breathalyzer mm-hmm. that hooks your to your breath. Your breath starts to stink. It starts to stink for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. You, they get pretty smelly. Um, or you could just pee on strips. I mean, obviously, it's kind of like that. Sounds funny. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like testing. You find all these keto sticks in the bathroom right. here after this. Um, but ketosis is one of those things that's hard to maintain for the long term. I think sure. because the minute you have a sip of wine or a bite of strawberries or mm-hmm. even beets. Your body is always going to want to use glucose for fuel. And ketosis is when your body is using ketones for fuel, which I like to compare, like percent, pretend you're a Prius. Ketones are like battery operation. Glucose is like gas. Mm-hmm. So with glucose, when, every time we eat a little glucose, we rev our engine, our blood sugar goes up, it comes down. We have a little more glucose, our blood sugar goes up, it comes down. It's like pushing your foot on the gas pedal. You need it all day long to keep going if you're feeding off of it. And then battery operation only happens when our tank is empty. Like you can have no glucose, no gas, and then your body will start to burn fat for fuel. And the cool part about that is you feel mentally really sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really don't have those ebbs, those like 
uh, spikes and crashes. And the, the only hard part is, is the minute you take a bite of that beet or strawberry or peach, your body's like fast fuel, right. use the gas. So you'll jump over into glucose. Um, but that is something that I'll use. Maybe I wouldn't probably use it for a week because sometimes if you're not using exogenous ketones and and, you, and you're coming off of eating carbohydrates, like more than like grains or whatever, it takes us a lot more time to get you into a, keto, a ketogenic state. So it might take four days for someone to really get into ketosis. And if you start ketosis trying to get in on a Monday, by Thursday, you're in it. And then it's the weekend. Yeah. So people are out and again. And life happens. Yeah. So intermittent fasting is kind of interesting too. I dig that. I definitely recommend people, for my girls at least, who are a little more emotional, I like to do it at night. So I'll have people wake up, make a big Fab Four smoothie, or maybe you know they get up and have coffee and they'll have their smoothie at like 10. And then maybe they'll have... Um, you know, shrimp tacos, salmon and veggies, you know, roasted chicken, whatever they're feeling like with some veggies and good healthy fats for dinner. And that would be early, like three or four o'clock and then have them do their fast that way. And so explain how much time elapses between meals. So you would do um, an intermittent fast. It You can read. There's so many different ways yeah, to do it. Yeah. I mean, you can fast for 24 hours, 48 well, talk, hours. The way you talk about that, like having a really early dinner and not eating it in the morning, I think is very doable. So like how much time? should elapse I like 16 hours got it yeah. so like dinner at 4 or 5 p.m. and then I'm doing the math yeah so 5 in the morning yeah. 6, 7, 8 like 9 or 10 yeah yeah that's it's not that bad 10 and 5 have like 2 meals um, and that's probably even like 11 and 5 You can, people say like shrink your eating windows to 6 hours mm-hmm. um and for people who aren't super hungry in the morning and you just back up that breakfast, have an earlier lunch. The problem is, is I think for most people when they're getting up and they're, you know, they're getting that, that um, you know, uh, burning period that's happening in the morning without insulin because they've slept and fasted and the insulin's out of their system and they're getting that morning burn that people want to hold on to for intermittent fasting. I think sometimes people hold out too long. They get to two o'clock and they're starving and they've used coffee the whole way to get through. And then it's like adrenal fatigue. Well, well, speaking of the morning, what about the famous bulletproof coffee with grass fed butter and MCT oil or coconut oil or whatever you're going to put in there? Yeah. I mean, people always ask me when I drink those and you know what I think it's perfect for getting to a brunch that isn't like, Right. That isn't, you know, that is maybe like at 11 or noon and you're waking up slow on the weekend and you want a little something um, because fat is going to help calm that hunger um, and you're going to want to wake up and have a coffee anyways and you're headed to have eggs or brunch somewhere. I think that that's how I use it as a tool personally. Um, But really all it is is fat. So you're not getting... You're not getting the release of insulin. It's not shutting down fat burning. It's a f- basically fat fasting, if mm-hmm. you think about it, um, because you're not having that cascade of hormones that follows fat. So okay to do every morning? I mean, some people do it. Yeah. Um, I, I have clients who really like it. I have clients who do bulletproof matcha. But I always say, how can we add... Like, I like the add of collagen if you're going to make it a breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the add of acacia fiber. So I'll have huh. my clients add a little bit of fiber as well. So why collagen, too? Um, well, it's just, like, depending on the client. If someone tends to get... I don't like people to be starving by lunch. Right. So it really depends on the person. I, ha- I feel like 
guys are a little bit better at fasting, mm-hmm. my male clients than my female clients. I trust me, I have a couple of female clients that just they want a bulletproof coffee, they don't care, they want to just do like a salad of protein for lunch and they'll do a roti smoothie between lunch and dinner and then sure. have their dinner and be fine. But I have found that some of my clients that try to push it and they're trying to make the bulletproof coffee last till one or two in the afternoon, sure. um, it kind of stresses them out. And so right. I'm like, let's add to it if we need to, just a little bit of protein, a little bit of fiber and make it a little bit more of a meal if it's not working for you. But if it's working for them, I mean, like, that's where people are always like, you don't take a stance on stuff. I'm like, well, I see both sides of the story. Right, everyone's unique. So, and you guys have to figure it out for yourself and we have to talk about what are the choices you're making. So if someone's doing bulletproof coffee and then they're falling off the wagon at two o'clock and- Having a donut. (laughs) Yeah, having a donut or being the person that gets to one shaking and then has like a salad and then someone walks into the office with brownies and they grab them, I'm like, something in this day isn't working for you that's making you feel like you need to mainline sugar at three in the afternoon. So where do most diets go wrong? Well, I just think that that, that putting yourself in this restrictive bubble and giving someone an eat and do not eat list or not thinking about real life, like to say that you're never going to have sushi again and you're never going to have rice ever again in your entire life, Jason. Sorry. Like I hate rice. So I'm good with that. Okay. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> okay. Let's think of something you really love. That's a great, I would have, not, nachos are tough for me. Like I, I love Mexican. So if you say like no more chips and guac or margaritas, I would struggle with that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's things like that that are non-negotiables for people. And I also think, you know, there, there has to be a middle, there, there has to, there has to be a way to make it a lifestyle for you. And, and you have to understand how to make that an 80-20. Like, maybe you're not having nachos and margaritas every single night, but it needs to be okay for you to have nachos and margaritas. And you can't think of it as a bad thing that's going to make, that you broke your diet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so sc- screw it. So is it really the 80-20? Like, you know, Monday through Friday, I'm good. And then Saturday and Sunday. Because like, you, you, you read various things here, like the 5-2 or the 6-1 or 4-2. Yeah. Like everyone's got their own version of uh, whether they like to call it cheat day or enjoyment day. Choice. Or yeah. Joy. You know, <laughs> what's your take on all that? Or they divide the number of meals. Like, okay, seven days a week, three meals a day. There's 21. And they do like... I like to look at insulin to be totally honest with you. So say, for example, I decided that at brunch I was going to blow it out. I was like, gluten-free vegan donuts? Yes, please. Right? (laughs) I'd probably look at the clock and I'd say, okay, 10 a.m. And then I'd count forward six hours. So 4 p.m. would be the first minute where insulin would be like clearing from my system. And then somewhere between 4 and 6 p.m. So four, you know, um, six to eight hours after I had that surge of sugar so 10 a.m donuts yeah and And then then insulin's out of your system between like six and eight so i would probably not have i wouldn't come off of the donuts and go like gluten-free pizza (laughs) (laughs) you know uh netflix and chill with gluten-free cupcakes you know i think people use the excuse if something's gluten-free vegan grain-free dairy-free like gundry says in his book in plant paradox too a lot of that stuff's worse you're better off just having yeah, a lot of that thing. stuff has, yeah, a lot of that stuff is full of sugar or right. whatever. Um, so my whole thing is like I kind of look at insulin and I don't like to do back-to-back meals where I'm going to have so much insulin in my system. I like to have breaks of time. So I like to just maybe have a day where I'll have like something that releases a surge of insulin no more than once a day. Hmm. Um, so, 10 a.m. so then what do you eat at that next meal six hours later? 
I might do my lettuce wrap shrimp tacos. So I might good. do a lettuce wrap burger. I might do roasted veggies with the tahini drizzle. I think people. So you um, go back to the Fab Four. I go back to the Fab Four, and I just say like, if I'm gonna have my sh- like the release of glucose, I want it to be super slow. I want it to be wrapped up in fibrous vegetables. I want to bring my blood sugar back down, or maybe I'll say after that brunch, like, is there a yoga class I can go to later in the hmm. day, or a way to kind of like burn through some of that storage. So what about at night? What if you have the donuts at night? That happens. I mean, <laughs> come on. Donuts at night do happen. Or yeah. should we say ice cream at yeah, night? Yeah, ice cream. Perfect. So, um, yeah, my apartment, I literally have a pressed juicery freeze in the parking lot behind my apartment. Like, it could not be physically closer to me. It's closer to me as here than the elevators are in this building. <laughs> Too close. Um, but, yes, for example, if something like that were to happen, I would probably look at the next morning. i do a fruit-free smoothie or like a bulletproof coffee, bring down, like not have anything, not have the sugar. Sure. And then do that at lunch too. And then depending, sometimes I test my blood sugar. So I might have tested my fasting blood sugar in the morning (laughs) to see where I'm at. And if it's really high, like in the nineties or even like early one hundreds, like one Oh three, that's really high. Like for example, if you average a hundred milligrams per deciliter, blood sugar fasting like every morning if I were to test your blood sugar and you were coming up somewhere close to 100 or consistently that's doubling your chances for Alzheimer's sure so it's really you know blood sugar the problem is happening way before you get diagnosed pre-diabetic or di- mm-hmm. with diabetes type 2 diabetes you know because people will say type 3 diabetes is Alzheimer's the breakdown of the brain is happening way before that it's happening when or when the blood sugar is not coming all the way back down Hmm. towards the 80s what about alcohol (laughs) i do like margaritas too (laughs) um so the way i think about alcohol is i think about the fab four first and then i think about my party plus one people are always like okay so i put the fab four on my plate first but what about like i want a dessert or i want alcohol or i want rice with my sushi or i want chips with my mexican food And I say, well, pick a party plus one. Like if your party plus one is a big glass of red wine, awesome. If it's tequila, soda, vodka, soda, do you, right? But I think you also need some recovery time. So I'd probably drink one, maybe two nights a week. There are definitely times where I'm on this book tour and people are like, yeah, you're having a party that I'm trying to make them all workout parties, but um, where you might be drinking a little bit more. And I just, if I'm drinking more, I got to be sweating more. I just feel better, even though it really has nothing to do with that. Um, it doesn't speed up the process of getting rid of a hangover. It just makes you feel better, you know, getting some oxygen into your body and moving your muscles. So what has you excited right now about nutrition? Like what's developing science? Like what what, what gets you excited in the morning um, other than your, your book doing extraordinarily well? <laughs> thank you very much. Um, I'm really excited about the gut microbiome. Um, because every single day there's something new coming out of the Human Microbiome Project. They'll say, we've identified a strain of bacteria that's linked to depression or OCD, or we've identified a strain of bacteria that's linked to, you know, inflammation. Um, there's just, there's a lot going on there, and we're definitely at the tippy top of the iceberg when it comes to understanding it. I mean, people are jumping on it. Like, right, there'll be anti-anxiety probiotics, anti-stress probiotics, mm-hmm. because it'll include the strain of bacteria that you need. But we really don't know 
you know, it's just all really, really new. But what we do know is you want to protect that, right? You want to pull the chemicals out of the things you're using on your skin. I'm sure you know with Ellie, like, you don't want any chemicals in your house. Sure. You know, and you're lo- Colleen's, I'm sure, looking at her lotions and her makeup and all, you know, all the things that you guys have in your we house. We let Ellie, our sixth or seventh-month-old, run, run around on the floor a little bit and soak up those... Uh... <laughs> Those, those bugs. Yeah. You want her to get all the good <laughs> bugs, right? And you don't want any chemicals, antibiotics, or toxins sure. to break down her little gut bacteria. And that includes, like, the things that you're eating. You want to make sure, right, you, what's that saying? It's your food. You are you are what your food ate, like, yep. right? Whatever your food ate or whatever they ingested, then you're ingesting. So you just don't want anything to have, like, hormones or antibiotics in, in the feed or anything like that either. Um, so, you know, choosing clean products, choosing to, like, keep your, keep your house clean too. I think I'm geeking out on that right now, just thinking about maybe starting a family <laughs> and learning more about that. Obviously, Jess wrote the book, The Honest Life, and that's all about when she learned all the stuff that was in products. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the microbiome is I'm really interesting to me. And so something that I'm excited about is our nutrition training program, which you're hosting, which is So excited amazing. about that, too. <laughs> so, so why does everyone have to uh, partake well, I think that when we sat down and built the, um, you know, I want to call it the table of contents, but the modules, yes. <laughs> the modules, and we talk and we talk about sustainability, and we talk about a green kitchen, and we talk about elimination diets, and you have all these really amazing experts in the field, MDs that are coming in, and we'll be interviewed to talk about food allergies and the diets that people are reading about out there, I think there's just like a lot of really awesome, dense information in the program. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to getting a primer on nutrition, you want stuff that's up to date. I mean, I think people are surprised to hear this, but when I was at, and I, you know, I'm a Trojan at heart. My husband's a, <laughs> my husband's a Bruin, but I took a nutrition course at UCLA. And after coming out of eight years of, you know, top of the line data, reading PubMed research, understanding what the new information was telling me, the class was behind because the book was behind. So I literally closed my MacBook, I'm not paying $2,000 for this class, walked out of that nutrition course, and it really is on, it's on the teacher, Mm -hmm. it's on the company, it's on, you know, wherever you're learning, it's really on them to bring you the best information, the most relevant and timely information, because nutrition's moving so fast. Mm -hmm. Things are changing and we're learning every single day new things. And so um, it takes a lot of effort to know the newest information and how it's relevant and stay up to date. And so... Yeah, I mean, I dropped that nutrition course at UCLA and had to find another teacher because it's on the teacher to care enough to know if, you know, the the nutrition course book that they're teaching out of, if it was published in 2012 and it's 2017 and they're talking about plant sterols, you know, lowering cholesterol and how we should be using margarine with plant sterols. I'm like, peace out. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so I'm really excited about this because I feel like it's relevant new information and I loved what when we got together, what the program was all about. So I'm pumped up. Well, it's an amazing program. I hope everyone checks it out. It's life-changing. It's everything you want about nutrition. Yeah. Um, And so what else, like, speaking of nutrition, like talking about how things get out of date, like what drives you nuts? Like there are so many things that are antiquated still. Like when you see that, you're like, that's just terrible and wrong. (laughs) Well, because I'm a big fan of of blood sugar and understanding insulin, I think juice cleansing is just like the worst. And I see people 
go juice cleanse. They get really excited about it. I have a bachelorette this weekend in Cabo, and we're going to like drink margaritas and eat chips and guac, speaking of that, speaking of that stuff. So I'm going to go do a five-day juice cleanse. And I look at that, and I'm like, blood sugar spike, crash. Blood sugar spike, crash. Half of the sugar in that is fructose. Fructose is metabolized in the liver. There's mm-hmm. only so much space before it's stored as fat. Also, when we're metabolizing fructose, we have the release of, a, of an aldehyde-type product or basically like a chemical from our liver. And so when you think about things like fruit, when you eat fruit, you metabolize it and it gives off um, basically like a chemical that needs to be neutralized with antioxidants. And I think that's the beautiful thing about eating whole foods is when you metabolize fructose in fruit, you also have the antioxidants to neutralize Mm -hmm. that. And when you eat fruit in its whole form and it's wrapped up in fiber, the release of that sugar is slow. But when we make it liquid juice... I just am like, that's a roller coaster I don't want to get on. (laughs) Well, it's just not a lifestyle, too. It's not sustainable. Well, and that's the whole thing, and I talk about it a little bit in my book, is so many times I sit down with people, and they're doing this like binge and cleanse cycle, Mm -hmm. where they're like, I'm cleansing, and then they're like, cheers to the freaking weekend, everyone wine tasting, and then they come back, and they feel bad about themselves because they went off the deep end. Well, it's like if you weren't being so restrictive before you went to this weekend, you probably find a little more balance and it's like a pendulum ball swinging from binge to cleanse, binge Mm -hmm. to cleanse. And then they come to me and they're like, you tell me exactly what to eat. I want to eat perfectly. And I want my day to be perfectly planned. And I'm like, first of all, you're human. There's going to be stressors that are going to make you want to reach for a donut because of that dopamine release. There's going to be things that happen. You're at an airport and there's only one type of bar to grab, whatever. You need to be able to swing lightly off the midline, like have a glass of wine. Cool at a yoga class, great. And then it's a little swing versus these like really exaggerated swings from really restrictive to blowing it out because that's not balanced. It doesn't make anyone feel good, but you also are human and your ball's never going to stop. So something, I reminded something else when you were saying this. I, Colleen and I noticed in your smoothie, you don't have almond butter. Oh, in my smoothie? I, or there's something you had, you didn't have almond butter. And we were wondering, is not having almond butter strategic? Because no, it's people, probably accidental. <laughs> people like Colleen and I, it's like almond butter is one of those things where it's like you just, it you just becomes a thing. <laughs> and you eat and it's like, okay, the jar is gone. Yeah. No, I absolutely love almond butter. If it was not in the book, it's a complete oversight. I definitely Or maybe have. it was something we looked, there was some, there was something where we're like, hmm, there's no almond butter. Like, did Kelly leave that out strategically knowing that people struggle with almond butter? Or yeah. maybe just that was us projecting. No. I, I'll have to go look now. Okay. Maybe make that revision in a second. No, I love like Artisana's little almond butter packs and Wild yeah. Friends' little almond butter packs. I grab those for flights all the time. Yeah. The jar is definitely being reached it's... into with just a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's a great source of protein, fat, and fiber. So you're pro almond butter. I'm pro nut butters. I okay, love them all. Pro nut butters. Equal what about those? Ju- you ever get those Justin pack? We get those when we travel the Justin's packs with the hazelnut and the uh... chocolate. Yeah, it's kind of like Nutella. Yeah, but there's some nut butter there too. Someone, yeah. long story. Someone told me once that that was really good. It is really good for you because um, it's a nice balance of cal- of uh, fat and protein a little bit of sugar yeah no i think that i think i just like things that validate that yeah no i think if you're reaching for something like you're reaching for something like that that's a good option yeah so speaking of travel like how do you like what do you do when you travel i I travel a ton i know you travel like what are some of your favorite go-to snacks you know it's like okay whole foods want to do that 
yeah. take the Fab Four, but sometimes that's just not reality. Yeah, the reality is you're eating out of plastic. Sure. Wrappers <laughs> and things. Um, yeah, so uh, a couple of things that I do. Um, we both have a love of coffee. Yes. Um, one of the things that I'll do is if I know that I'm, depending on who I'm flying, at LAX, I'll walk through security. I'll take a, a vanilla protein packet, a single packet with me, and a shaker bottle, and I'll get an unsweetened almond milk latte or almond milk latte iced, pour it over the shaker bottle with the vanilla protein and shake it up mm. and add a little protein to my latte, iced latte. And sometimes if I'll take those little MCT containers sure. from Bulletproof, do a splash of that, shake that up. Um, if I'm leaning on a bar. What I, are your favorite bars? Mm, great question. Pro, I love the Primal Kitchen collagen bars that those are nutty are like kind bars. I like the uh, Julian Bakery's new um, bars. They're mm. called uh, pale, uh, Primal Bars, and you know um, Paleo Bread, that the yeah. company that makes Paleo Julian's Bakery that makes Paleo Bread. I gotta try that. I haven't had the bars. Yeah, they're just out, and you know what it is? It's just like a Quest Bar, but they and they have those flavors like <laughs> I don't know, like cinnamon roll yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. But it's great because. You can pick, like they have vegan, paleo vegan version with a seed protein. So you can pick a seed protein one. They have an egg white protein one, kind of like the RX bar with less sugar. And then they have a beef protein. And the beef protein that's available on the market right now, like with Paleo Pro, I'm kind of excited about that stuff too, is a, it's beef protein from Sweden. Hmm. So it's pasteurized and you're not getting any heavy metals there's no issue with that um but you can pick between those three so i have clients who are paleo so those, i have so clients what, who are what, vegan what are your bar picks again to recap so the julian bars yep um, how do you spell that uh j-u-i-l-i-a-n okay and and primal kitchen primal kitchen and then i i like the bulletproof bars too okay those are good those are yummy um an rx bar is something that I will grab occasionally yep. um, if I don't pack anything and I know they're sure. going to be at the airport. That's the same goes for a Quest Bar. I think those would be my plan yeah, B. Yeah, those are good. I have those too. Plan B if I'm out of luck and you're, you're in the middle of nowhere with a 7-Eleven right. or something. Right. Um, and then individual nut packs, individual almond butter Any packs. Any favorite nuts? I'm a really big fan of cashews. Like I have a problem with cashews. Why? No, I just love them. They're like one of those. Oh. It's like they're just so good. There's no and off button. Yeah, it's sort of like chips and guac with me. And it's like, oh, God. this. Yeah, the fattier the better for me. I love macadamia nuts. Yeah. I love cashews. Um, but I'm a fan of like grabbing a whole bunch of nuts. I have those clear like glass containers in my sure. house. Um, and I'll just throw them all in a mini bag, get a and mix, throw a Brazil nut in there for selenium. What are, and, and I'm assuming stay hydrated too. Yes. So I actually have the Hydro Flask. They're really, it's big. It's 40 ounces. It's like. Well, you're not, you're not messing around. 40 ounces. It's huge, right? But um, also Starbucks has filtered water. Yep. So you can buy a $8 bottle of Evian or you can just walk to Starbucks and be like, hey, can Give you fill up my Hydro Flask? Pro travel And tip. they fill it to the top. Yeah. So that's a good way to go. So. But the second to last question, any any advice for anyone listening who's like, uh, you know, maybe struggling with, with their, their diet, uh, obviously they need to go pick up your book, yeah. Body Love, but De like any, any advice for anyone? Well, I think 
Yeah. I mean, I think if you understand blood sugar, if you're thinking about what you should put on your plate instead of thinking about all the things you shouldn't have, it's a little, it gives you a little less anxiety about it. Mm -hmm. And you can think about adding to your life instead of depriving yourself. That seems to make some, make, it seems to help people make it a lifestyle. And then if you're really having issues, like you're lethargic, you're not feeling great. I would cut out the, the food allergies that are the most prevalent, gluten, dairy, soy, um, down the road would be like eggs, peanuts, artificial sweeteners, things like that. Um, but I think if you, it, you know, pay attention to sugar first, like what's breaking down to sugar, how is that making me feel? If you're feeling energized right after you eat something that has carbs in it and then th- 90 minutes to three hours later you want to kill yourself, right. we might be on a blood sugar roller coaster. <laughs> so all this talk about sugar, do you have a favorite healthy dessert? I make freezer fudge. Okay, so what's in that? Ketogenic freezer fudge. Ketogenic freezer fudge. Ske- what is in that? So it's a cup of coconut oil and a half a cup of almond butter and a quarter of a cup of unsweetened cocoa or raw cacao. And you melt it and whisk it together. And then you get one of those um, ice cube trays that are soft. Yep. And you can pick your sweetener of choice. So unsweetened, you can do um, stevia. Is that your favorite sweetener? Um, monk fruit's really good too. Okay. Uh, Yukon syrup, if you're like, I don't want anything powdered or right. or whatever. Um, the droppers of stevia, I think, taste less be- bitter than right. the powder. And they have, I think it's Sweet Leaf now is making a stevia monk fruit blend, hmm. which is a powder, which is good. So then I just whisk it all up and taste it. It's going to taste bitter, right? Like almond butter, chocolate coconut and then i'll add like a tablespoon of a sweetener taste it again if it tastes sort of sweet maybe i add two and then i pour it into those ice cube trays throw it in the freezer and then when i want chocolate i pop a cube that's amazing just how how many cubes at a time though that's the key you can't you can't be like oh well then i have the whole ice tray yeah well i actually (laughs) have an ice cube tray that has eight so they're pretty big it's like an inch by an inch it's funny when you're saying this, like for Ellie, our daughter, we put her food in like a, she gets like in the tray. Right. <laughs> the same ice cube tray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you do it. So, you know, you ha- already have the ice cube tray. Now you just need to mix that almond butter with some coconut oil and, and uh, cocoa powder. It's going to be like your Justin's ha- chocolate hazelnut I think we're going to make that tonight. I think everyone listening is like salivating right now. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm on Good Morning America <laughs> tomorrow and they want the freezer fudge. Oh, really? I'm like, everyone's about the freezer fudge oh that's yeah. amazing and it's great before bed too because you're not spiking your blood sugar so oh, if, you had, if you had salmon and veggies but you want the chocolate but you don't want the spike this okay. is i got you covered i'm sold and people can do like coconut oil with cashew butter and cinnamon and turmeric you like, gotta figure out how to make this so this could be on every grocery shelf in america yeah you can do like <laughs> a cinnamon flavored vanilla blondie type of a flavor like you can do all the flavors you just need a coconut oil and nut butter and uh. um, and then you can add like cinnamon or co- um, cocoa powder or cacao or kind of like whatever you want, and then a little um, you know low glycemic or or non caloric sweetener like stevia. I love it. So really, the last question this time. <laughs> I mean it. So if you could go back in time and give yourself advice in your twenties, what would it be? I think I probably would have told myself to start my side hustle earlier. <laughs> um, and I probably would have told myself to not be, I guess, I don't, I wouldn't say that I was super hard on myself because even if I de- read a diet book or like was interested in something new, I was never the girl who could complete it for more than 48 hours. <laughs> so yeah, I would just say probably like believe in myself 
I think people wait and all of a sudden in their late 20s, early 30s, they start their, their business. You yeah. know, I don't know when, you, how old were you when you started Mind Body Green? God, well, I was like a failed entrepreneur for a while. So that's good. I've been at this for a while. Serial entrepreneur. Yeah. But I think that, you know, believing in yourself and it's scary. It's scary to go out sure. on your own, but y- you know, it, it, say yes every single day, say yes to things. Yes. All these little decisions that you make are pushing you closer to your goal. Mm-hmm. And every yes is you saying, I believe in myself. Yes, yes, yes. And then eventually you wake up one day and you're like, oh my God, I'm doing a podcast with Jason from Mind Body Green. <laughs> I'm in New York. Tomorrow I'm on Good Morning America. I wrote a book. What's happening? Not just any book, an amazing book. <laughs> Thank you. Which everyone has to pick up, Body Love, and everyone's got to check out the nutrition training program we have with Kelly hosting at Mind Body Green. So, so excited. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. <laughs>